Hello, this is Dr. Yishan, a board-certified sleep expert. Welcome to my podcast, Deep Into Sleep. So I treat a lot of patients with insomnia, and a lot of people ask me, how do you treat people with sleep problems exactly? What can you do? If you have listened to my other episode, you possibly already know the method called cognitive behavior therapy for insomnia. But if I break it down, it's really two key components. One is cognitive, that's how you think about sleep, how to change your relationship with sleep, that you don't interpret sleep symptoms as something horrible. And the other component is behavior. What is your current sleep habit? How can you change it and build a healthier sleep habit to help you sleep better than before? So you can tell this really about mindset shift and a behavior habit change. So today, our guest is Dr. Noah St. John. He is not a sleep expert. However, he used a lot of mind shift and habit building method to help people gain financial success and other success in their life, which sounds very consistent with what we use to treat people with insomnia. So Dr. Noah St. John has worked with Hollywood celebrities, eight-figure company CEOs, a lot of professional athletes, top executives, and elite entrepreneurs. So he is known not only as a mental health coach to the stars, but also the father of affirmations, which is a new formula that he created to help people change their mindsets and to be more successful. I hope you are as excited as I to start this conversation with him. Let's find out together how his wisdom can inspire us to live healthier and sleep better. Please remember to sign up to our newsletter. I have one English newsletter and one Chinese newsletter. And you can download a free ebook when you sign up the newsletter. The English newsletter's website is deepintosleep.co forward slash sleep. And the Chinese newsletter and ebook's website is mindbodygarden.com forward slash sleep. Okay, let's welcome Dr. Noah St. John. A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options. So I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia. Welcome to Deep Into Sleep podcast. Well, thank you, Sean. Great to be here with you. Very excited to have you because I know you have, um, just as we talk about in the introduction, you work with a lot of high profile people. You have a lot of great uh, experience in mindset. And uh, so we want to dive into it to know more about uh, your work. And I also know you have a new book coming out. Yes, that's true. So, um, you know, I love the topic of your podcast because I talk about sleep with my coaching clients uh, all the time, how important sleep is as it relates to health and wellness and overall well-being. And of course, as you know, and I'm sure most of the people listening to this program are aware, uh, here in America, we have a, there's a great sleep deprivation issue. Uh, 
And one of the reasons for that, uh, that I talk about with my clients and, you know, even as a keynote speaker with my audience members a lot is the fact that we have been taught for a long, long time uh, in this culture that, um, you know, hard work and hustle and grinding is the only way to do it. And if you're not hustling and grinding, then you're a loser. And I totally disagree with that. I, in fact, I reject that. Now it's funny because um, growing up, my my dad was a really really hard worker. He still is. He's in his eighties, uh, and he still works all the time. You know, he's a very very hard worker. And so he instilled in me that very, you know, hard work ethic, that strong work ethic, which is great. I mean, that's really awesome. However, it does have uh, a flip side to it, which is that for many, many years, I felt very guilty if I was not working. And a lot of people, uh, you know, people that I coach, my coaching clients, my audience members, they tell me that they can definitely relate to that. You know, one of the things that we talk about is this very topic that, you know, we need to have proper sleep. And so I help people with ways to do that. And that has come up many, many, many times, you know, over the past 20 years that I've been coaching and mentoring people. Wow, very cool. Uh, working hard ethic, you know, just remind me, I grew up in China and that's mm -hmm. definitely a work ethic and family uh -huh. ethic um, among my education too. But I, uh, when I grew up, I started learning, oh, work hard and work smart are slightly two different things. And also right. when I start um, treating insomnia patients and diving into this research about sleep, I realized sometimes some sleep problem is because we are trying too hard, try to make mm -hmm. a sleep a performance, right? Other than <laughs> we, we are losing sleep and because work too hard. On the other hand, when we realize we have sleep problem, we work too hard on sleep itself. We don't work smart to make sleep problem worse. That's definitely true. And, and it becomes a vicious cycle. And, you know, uh, many numerous scientific studies have shown not only the importance of sleep in terms of length of time, but actually more importantly is the depth of sleep that a person gets, you know, each day, each evening. And so, the, the, for example, you know, um, there's, of course, REM sleep, which is where the person is dreaming in the dream state which is REM stands for rapid eye movement. And you can tell that the person is in a dream state because, you know, when your eyes are closed, your eyes are going back and forth like this. <laughs> and so uh, that's why it's called REM or rapid eye movement. And so what they found is that even if you get like a certain number of hours of sleep, but you're not getting that deep sleep, that REM sleep where you're actually dreaming, um, it really also can affect your health and well-being in a very negative way. And so what I... When I you know read studies like that, it makes me think of the fact that you know we humans have in our mind the, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. It's like the iceberg principle. I call it the iceberg principle because the conscious mind uh, of the human being is about five percent that's visible above the surface of consciousness. And below that surface of consciousness, you have the unconscious mind or subconscious. And so it's the vast 95% is below the surface of consciousness. And so, as I always say to my coaching clients and you know to my audience members, I say, it wasn't the part of the iceberg that they could see that sunk the Titanic. It was the part they didn't see. <laughs> and that's what sunk the Titanic. And that's what's sinking a lot of us, meaning what's in the subconscious mind. You can't actually see it. And so what's fascinating about that deep sleep, that REM sleep I was just talking about, 
is that the way that I see it is this, and I'm going to use an analogy. Um, you know, when we are awake during our daily routine, our daily lives, you know, we're busy, we're doing a million things. We got our to-do list, you got kids, you've got, uh, you know, patients or clients or customers, your business, your job, your career, your relationships, whatever, you know, and there's a million and one things to do every day. Right. And so your conscious mind is always going and going and going, right. Thinking about the next thing we have to do, maybe worrying or afraid or stressed out or overwhelmed or frustrated, whatever your emotions are at any given time. So the conscious mind is always going and going as we are awake. And so what happens is when we sleep, oh, oh but, but my point of that is that um, the conscious mind is, is the one in charge during the day, typically yeah. speaking, right? Our busy, busy lives. But then the subconscious is still there right? It's still just kind of humming behind the scenes, but we don't usually hear it, right? We're, we're not aware of it. It's just, we don't even know it's there really, most people. And so what happens is when we sleep and when we get to that deep REM sleep, the way that I see it using the analogy that I like is the subconscious mind says, well, finally, we got to shut him up. Now I want to say something, <laughs> you know, because the conscious mind never shuts up. During the day, right? It's all blah, 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 blah. You know, worry about this. Make sure you do that. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, oh my God. You know, it's really a, an annoying voice for many of us, certainly in our heads, right? But the subconscious is just there. And so when we're sleeping, the, sub, the conscious goes to sleep finally. And the subconscious goes, all right, well, we can shut that idiot up. Now I've got something to talk about, you know, and that's that's how I see, you know, our dreams as, you know, messages from our subconscious mind. Uh, I'll give you a quick example of that, just to, as a as an example story. Um, I often tell people, you know, and that's why I have a program called Twelve Week Breakthrough. I often tell people, you would be shocked at how your life can change in just twelve weeks. People think, oh, you know, it takes years or even you know longer to change their lives, and I I've proven over and over and over again, uh, you know, with both of myself and with my coaching clients that your life can change a lot in just twelve weeks. Believe it or not, I mean, when you use the right strategy, right? When you have the right, I call it the three phases of transformation, the right plan, the right tools, and the right support. You have to have those three things in place. If you don't have the right plan, then you don't know what you're doing. If you don't have the right tools, then you really can't do it, even if you know what you're doing. And if you don't have the right support, most people don't actually believe that they can do it. They just don't believe they can do it, so they don't start. So you have to have those three things. And so uh, the you know, a story that I tell is that one morning, uh, it was actually November, uh, it was in November 2020, it was the Saturday before Thanksgiving of 2020. So, you know, about a year and a half ago as we're recording this. Um, and I woke up from a deep sleep with a knowing that we were supposed to move. Now, it's my wife and I uh, in our home and uh, our kids, you know, have left. They have their own houses and so forth. And so it's just me and my wife. But I woke up with this knowing it was six o'clock in the morning and I just woke up like we're supposed to move. And I'm like, what? That didn't make any sense. See, immediately the, the conscious mind comes in and says, you know, questions it like, what's wrong? You're stupid. That's a dumb idea, right? Isn't that what we do so much with our conscious mind, right? right? Meanwhile, the subconscious has these oftentimes epiphanies that don't make any logical sense. Anyway, so I literally said that that is weird. But I but I see I've, I've trained myself to listen to those promptings from my subconscious mind. So I said, OK, well, that's strange. I don't get it. But I, I've learned to listen. So I, I literally got up. I said to my wife, honey, I'm you know going to get on the computer for a little bit. And she's OK. So I went on the computer, started looking at houses. And in about 30 minutes of searching, I found this house that I'm sitting in right now. And it's a beautiful 6,000 square foot mansion on a hill. Something, you know, people talk about their dream home. This is better than anything I could have dreamed of. Literally better than anything. I couldn't have even asked for this house. 
I wouldn't have dreamt to actually even think about because it's so amazing. Well, anyway, I found it in like 30 minutes and I'm going, holy cow. And then the very next day, the Sunday before Thanksgiving of 2020, there was an open house. We went to the open house. We fell in love with the house. I made an offer the next day, 83 days later from the time that I had the epiphany to the time that we moved in was just 83 days. That is one day short of 12 weeks. Wow. So believe it or not, your life can really change in 12 weeks. So what does this mean for you? What does this mean for everyone watching? Listen to those promptings from your subconscious mind. And one of the best ways to do that is make sure you get the proper sleep every night. Yeah. Well, that's how interesting a lot of time our actions are guided by how we think about things, right? How a conscious mind, our conscious mind would interpret things and often results in self-criticism, self-doubt, self-bully. And uh, sometimes we always, like I think in psychology, a lot of time we ask people to have more self-compassion to really go up that subconscious part of us, to be nice to yourself and to (laughs) guide yourself somewhat to fight with the bully conscious mind for some people. That's right. Yeah. Yes. In fact, I, I have a term for that. I call it head trash. It's called get rid of your head trash or take out your head trash. This one's called take out your head trash about money. And actually your viewers and your listeners can get this book for free at send me a book, Noah.com. Very easy to remember. Send me a book, Noah.com. And the <laughs> book like is free. We just ask you to cover the shipping. But that's what you're talking about. And that's why I brought it up because, you know, people say limiting beliefs or, you know, the bully or whatever. And I mean, that's all true. But I just, I came up with this term called head trash. And what's fascinating is that, you know, people come to me, you know, whether they hire me as a coach or a mentor, as a speaker or whatever, you know, what have you. And they say, no, uh, you know, I, I have I have so many problems. I, you know, I pro- I'm procrastinating. I, I have trouble focusing. I have trouble sleeping. Um, you know, I don't know what to do first or what to do next or what to start. I don't believe in myself. Uh, I don't have the time. I don't have the money I want, whatever it might be. Right. And they list all these different problems. I say, I hear what you're saying, but I want you to know that all of those things you just listed are symptoms. Right. They're just symptoms of a deeper problem. So the irony is you don't have 12 problems. You don't have 99 problems. You don't have 10 problems. You don't even have five problems. You only have one problem. And that problem, believe it or not, is head trash. And so, you know, helping people take out their head trash is one of the reasons that I've helped people not only make a lot of money, but really, you know, find peace of mind, find happiness and love and fulfillment, you know, things that money is a part of. Certainly money is an important thing in life, right? Uh, I think every intelligent person would agree with that. But the point is that money, it's true, is not everything either, but it's not nothing. It's not everything. It's somewhere in the middle. And so the point is that, you know, when when you take out your head trash, all those symptoms actually end up going away. So that may, helps people a lot because they go, oh my gosh, you're right. I don't have all these problems that I thought I had. The problems are actually symptoms. And they've been trying to treat the symptoms because that's basically all that's out there is talking about symptoms. Don't procrastinate, you know, focus, work hard, whatever. Not saying those things are wrong necessarily, but they're not treating the actual cause. And that's why we see people have these really dramatic, really life-changing results. I totally agree. A lot of time I told my client the same thing and I see a lot of surface level, you know, symptoms Mm -hmm. or complaints, but all boys down, maybe just this one or two really core beliefs, core issues. Right. right. But I think first, help people to be more self-aware is really hard. Second, 
help people to be willing to make some strategies and really face it and start making changes, change how they think. It's even mm -hmm. harder. <laughs> so I'm curious, how can you make that happen in a short term, like 12 weeks? Well, one of the things that we use is a process, a method that I invented uh, 25 years ago, which is called Affirmations. Uh, this is a book that I wrote with Hay House uh, a few years ago called The Book of Affirmations, if you can see the book that I'm holding up here. And it's spelled A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S. So it's not affirmations, it's affirmations with an O. Okay, and so as everybody watching this program or listening probably knows what an affirmation is. Like when, as a keynote speaker, one of the things I like to do is have my audience members stand up, whether I'm speaking for a you know, small private workshop, like 100 people or a big international conference with thousands of attendees. Uh, I like to say, all right, everybody stand up and we're going to say an old style affirmation, an affirmation just like the gurus taught us. And I say to everybody, say, I am rich. And they go, I am rich. You know what happens next? Everybody starts laughing. <laughs> and I go, what are you laughing at? And they say, well, I'm not rich. And I say, but you just said you were. And they go, yeah, but I don't believe it. See, now that's the problem with the old way of doing it, the old affirmations method. We're trying, we're saying these statements we want to believe, but we just don't believe them. So uh, 25 years ago, uh, in 1997, I actually invented this process called the affirmations method. Um, it was actually, <laughs> it happened in the shower, believe it or not. It was an epiphany that I had, in oh, fact, wow. in my books, in my programs, I call it the shower that changed everything. <laughs> and so I was literally in the shower and I thought, wait a minute, why are we going around saying these statements we don't believe when the human mind responds to something even more powerful, which is questions? And so the point about the affirmations, formations method, my affirmations method, is that rather than saying a statement you don't believe, you form it into an empowering question. So what would be an example of uh, an affirmation versus an affirmation? All right, so let's take an affirmation for sleep, right? Because that's the topic of this program, all right? So we say, you know, the person might, uh, you know, if they go to the, you know, all the old teachers, they would say, uh, I'm, I'm getting sleepy, I sleep well, I find it easy to fall asleep. Things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, those aren't exactly wrong. The problem is that the person might have trouble believing those statements, right? So what we've been taught and what the guru says, well, you just repeated a thousand million, billion, gajillion times. Now, for some people, you know, it, it probably works, but for millions of people, they're still suffering. They're still struggling with this problem. My affirmations method, which would be an empowering question rather than a positive statement. So we would say something like this. Why do I fall asleep so easily? Now, when you ask an empowering question like, why do I fall asleep so easily? Guess what happens in your brain? Your brain immediately starts to search for the answer of why do I fall asleep so easily? I have had so many clients and students and customers over the past quarter century who have written to me saying that they've used my affirmations method to sleep better than they have in years without drugs, without using any drugs, without, you know, any medication or anything like that, even if they've been on medication, they're able to, using my affirmations method, actually wean themselves off of that medication, which is wonderful, right? So this is a fully all natural process because it's using your brain, which last time we checked, everywhere you go, there you are, right? And so that's the beauty uh, and the power, frankly, of my affirmations method. Hmm. I like that. It's a very interesting concept, right? Instead mm -hmm. of trying to convince ourselves of uh, right. like a statement that we know it's really hard achieve, to achieve. Instead right. of that, we ask ourselves some really interesting questions, but along that direction, 
I am wondering how that's going to work in clinical settings. I may encourage some of my patients to try that. <laughs> well, a lot of therapists, counselors, coaches, uh, you know, other speakers recommend my work to their clients, their patients, uh, with frankly, with great results. Uh, and people, what I love is, you know, reading the stories that people send me, um, that, you know, people who have, not, again, not only made more money, that's an easy one to measure because, you know, I was making this much and now I'm making 10 times as much. We've had plenty of people double, triple, quadruple, you know, their income, their sales, their revenues in a very, very short amount of time using my methods. Uh, and as well as gaining that fulfillment, sleeping better, losing weight, finding love. Uh, we've had, I, I had a couple from Germany. They wrote to me and they said they used my affirmations method. They were about to get a divorce. In fact, they literally, they told me they had the divorce papers on the desk ready to be signed. You can't get any closer than that, right, to a divorce. I mean, there they are. Papers are ready. Sign here. And then they heard me on a program. They heard an interview with me. They started using my affirmations method. Well, they ended up tearing up those divorce papers, and now they're madly in love again. So, I mean, just incredible stories like that from literally around the world. Wow. That's so amazing. Yeah. So I think a lot of this we talk about is mindset is about the cognitive mm -hmm. part, right? What we can change. Uh, and there's in psychology, we always say the, the cognitive part is related to the behavior part, how you think guide how you react and how you react will impact how you think. So when we mm -hmm. talk about actions, which either sleep related or money related or anything else related, it's about habit. So a lot of people talk about, well, how to build a healthy habit, right? Healthy sleep habit or any other lifestyle habits. It's really hard for a lot of people. They think they need a strong willpower. And, mm -hmm. but a lot of my clients told me they don't have the willpower to make certain changes or to really deliver certain they think are good, right uh, habits. So I'm curious. I know you work with a lot of uh, very successful executives, entrepreneurs, even celebrities. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed some really wonderful habits or mindset they are having that uh, you know other people can really learn? Well, it really comes down to what a habit actually is. See, we're not taught this in school. We're not taught this really anywhere. And so after 25 years of working with clients, coaches, uh, speakers, authors, courses, course creators, I mean, as you mentioned, you know, seven and eight figure CEOs, celebrities, professional athletes, people from all walks of life, health professionals, chiropractors, therapists, I mean, really just runs the gamut. Um, what I realized is that a habit is really five stages. And it comes down to understanding what a habit is, then understanding what willpower is and why willpower is a very weak way to go about changing a habit. So let me give you an example. Imagine that you're in your kitchen right now uh, and someone brings in a plate of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies, right? And you can see those beautiful, delicious looking chocolate chip cookies. You can smell the smell of chocolate chip cookies. You see them, you see like the steam rising up and you're like, boy, that smells good. And you know, your mouth starts to water because you know, you love the taste of chocolate chip cookies. Right. And then the person, here's what the person, the person says to you, all right, now listen, I'm going to leave right now and don't eat a chocolate chip cookie. Do not touch those chocolate chip cookies. Don't eat one. All right. Do not touch them. All right. I'm leaving and I'll see you soon. So they leave the room. Now, what do you think you're going to do? 
You can eat all the chocolate chip cookies, right? You're certainly going to eat one, two, three. You're going to stuff your face, right? That's what we all would do because that's what the that's what is happening. So that's what willpower is like. Willpower is like you saying to you, don't eat a chocolate chip cookie. Don't do this thing that you want to do, right? Or do this thing that you don't want to do, whatever, however you want to look at it. And so we humans don't like to deprive ourselves. And because we would, you know, especially with all the distractions we have nowadays from our uh, our smartphones to the internet to Netflix and everything else. And so the point is that willpower, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying it's a very weak way to go about changing habits. So what's a better way is understanding the five stages of a habit. And I talk about this in my books, like Power Habits, like Head Trash, Power Habits Academy, which is an online course. Again, you can just go to our website, noahstjohn.com, and you can see all these different courses and books and programs that we have, and as, as well as coaching for individuals and groups. My point is that a, a habit is really five stages. The cue, routine, reward, craving, and belief. That's all a habit is. So if you look at it, a cue is what happens in your life. That's the trigger, right? That triggers this behavior. Then you have the routine. That's what a habit actually is. That's the behavior you're doing, right? So let's take the example. Another classic example is the number one complaint that I get from my clients, you know, when they, they say, no, I've got to stop procrastinating. I'm just procrastinating all the time. And I, I, I know I should be doing these things, but I'm just not doing. So how can you help me stop procrastinating? So let's take procrastinating. So the cue, let's say in this example is you think about doing something that you know would be good for your business, your health, your well-being, whatever it might be, right? Or if you want to lose weight or you want to grow your business, you want to make more money, whatever it might be, right? Whatever your goal is. So you think about doing that thing, but then guess what happens? The routine is you do something else, <laughs> right? So the classic example is, you know what? I really, I know I should make that phone call, but I think I'll go watch Netflix, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and so that's what happens. So that's the, that's the routine. Well, then you have a reward in the brain. Now, the Q routine reward. Now, what could be the reward? Well, ironically, the reward we're talking about is in the subconscious mind. Remember, I talked about that earlier. So the subconscious has a reward, a, a reward for being safe, right? For staying safe. In other words, if you are doing or thinking about doing that thing that might uh, either help you in your business, your career, your health, whatever it might be, you're going to face that thing called fear. Right. And so we humans don't want to face our fears. We'd rather give in to our fears, most people. And so they go, oh, that sounds really hard. Or I'm scared. I think I'll go watch Netflix. Right. And so we avoid that thing that causes fear. So that's the reward in the brain. And then there's the craving. The craving is for safety. So the human brain wants to be safe. Right. So the brain goes, oh, good, I'm safe. Phew, I didn't have to face that fear. But then what happens? You have the fifth stage, which is a belief. And the belief is, I can't do it. I'll never, I'll never do it. I'll never amount to, I can't do anything right. I'm a procrastinator. I always put things, you see, we get these beliefs, but they have no basis in reality. It's only the fact that we've been doing this routine. So how do you change a habit? Ironically, you only need to change two things. You don't have to change everything. And this is why, you know, to, to your question of how does it happen so fast? Well, because you only, you don't have to change your whole life. You don't have to change two things. You have to change your routine and change your belief. So what, could, what do you mean by change your routine? So you have the same cue. You think about doing the thing. The routine is you do the thing. Oh, my God, that'll never work, Noah. I know it's crazy, right? Uh, no, you actually do it. But I'm scared. No kidding. We're all scared. Wake up. Hello, it's okay. Just because you're scared doesn't mean that bad things are going to happen. Mark Twain, the the, the you know legendary author, uh, he, he had a great quote that I love. He said, I have known a great many troubles in my life most of which never happened. 
I remember that quote all the time because I go, we can imagine these things, you know, I, I mean, every single day, oh, what if this happens? What this happens? What's it? And you know what? They never happen. So get over yourself. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not going to be that bad. You make a phone call. What are they going to do? Come through the phone and punch you in the face? I mean, there's really nothing bad that can happen. So get over yourself. And then the beauty of it is then all you have, other thing you have to do is change your beliefs. When you talk about the five steps, I was just thinking about what we've been doing to help um, insomnia patients. Mm-hmm. Sounds like very similarly, right? Mm-hmm. Like at nighttime, when you have the queue, you need to sleep. Then you need to build a healthy bad habit and right. uh, um, just do it and like wind down period, all those things. And mm-hmm. then belief is another thing we work on, how to reduce the sleep anxiety. And right. especially what you mentioned last was remind me a, a lot of my um, patients with anxiety. I often notice and even point that to them that uh, they spend 99% of the time worrying about something that have the possibility of happening less than 1%. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I really laugh at that when we when they realize it. It just sometimes it's hard for them to really work. Of course. Of course. I'll give you I'll give you an example of that, you know, to your point, is that you know, a lot of people are afraid of flying, right? So, you know, you're in a plane. And if you were to like go into the brains of everybody on that plane, let's say there's 150 people on the plane, probably two thirds, 75% of them are really scared right now. Some of course are relaxed. They've done it a million times. And they're like, who cares? Some are nervous. Some maybe it's their first time or whatever it might be. Right. So you have, let's say, let's say even just half the plane is scared of flying. Right. So they're like, oh my gosh, what if the plane crashes? What if we fly into a mountain? What if, what if we burn and, you know, fall from the sky, whatever. So the irony of that is that, you know, people say, oh, if you think about it, if you think about it, then it will come about. And if that were true, then no plane would have ever taken off in the history of man, you know? So it's like, realize that these things, honest to goodness, they just almost never, never, never happen, right? It's certainly not to say that you should take crazy risks and go out and do crazy things or, you know, silly things or dumb things or whatever, but realize that, you know, the things that we build up in our mind that are so awful and terrible. And that's another reason that you really need to have a coach. You really need to have, as I talked about earlier, the right plan, what to do, the right tools, how to do it. And you must have the right support, someone who believes in you. Oftentimes, before you believe in yourself, right? And um, it's like uh, that movie Star Wars, right? And if you remember the second movie, Empire Strikes Back when Luke Skywalker lands on the Dagobah planet and he meets Yoda there. And Yoda, you know, he crash lands his spaceship and uh, he tries to Luke Skywalker tries to move the spaceship with the force and he can't do it. And then Yoda moves it with the force, meaning, you know, just the energy of of the, the force. And then Luke says to Yoda, I don't believe it. And Yoda says, well, that's why you fail. Right. And so what Luke is really saying is, I don't think I can do that. That's what he's actually saying, even though that's not the line. But he's what he's really saying is, I don't think I, I just saw you do it, but I don't think I can do it. Well. You can do it, right? If as long as you do, you have those three elements, the right plan, the right tools, and the right support. But there is actually one more thing that I want to mention, and that is you have to take the right actions, right? You have to take the right actions. This isn't about, you know, it's like <laughs> imagine if you sat on the couch, you know, eating junk food, and you would say, I really want to have six pack abs, but, you know, I'm not going to work out. I'm going to eat junk food and just watch TV. Well, uh, that's not going to work, you know? <laughs> so we have to do, we have to 
put things into action if we want to get a result, like sleeping better, making more money and you know, advancing our career, having a happy relationship, a happy marriage, whatever your goals and dreams are. So it is not magic, it's science, but it really is about taking inspired action. Just like that house story I told you earlier, you know, imagine if I just ignored that prompting, if I would have ignored it and just stayed in bed and turned on and said, oh, that's stupid, that's a dumb idea probably this house would have gone to somebody else. I mean, certainly it would have, right? Somebody would have else would have bought this house. And I, I mean, I was in an okay house before, but this is like 10 times better and it's better than anything I could have ever imagined. So I say that, I share that story to inspire people to take action, you know, and, and listen to those inner promptings and don't tell yourself you can't do it. Yeah, that's so important. I really like the affirmation uh, method that you created. And uh, I possibly gonna... Uh, find your book and give it some read, see how I can apply that in some of my work. And hopefully that can help a lot of people. So I know you have a new book come out. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so I, as I mentioned, you know, this is my, I've written a lot of books here. So this is my new book. It's called Millionaire Affirmations, uh, the magic formula that will make you rich. And uh, people can get this book. And in fact, you can get it $300 of free bonus gifts because you're watching or listening to this program right now. Just go to getmillionairebook.com. Very easy to remember. All my URLs, all my domains are very easy to remember. Getmillionairebook.com. And then you also, by the way, you want to get the companion journal that goes along with that. We have the companion journal. So you get the book and then the journal. And I literally show you and walk you through my core four formula that has helped over a million people around the world over the last quarter century to, so you can change your financial life in less than five minutes a day. I know it sounds crazy, but I hope uh, that I've given, you know, enough value on this, uh, in this interview to show you that it really can work and it does work and it's worked for over a million people. And by the way, I do just want to reiterate about head trash. For those of you who want to take out your head trash, <laughs> uh, make sure you go to send me a book, Noah, Dot com. Very easy to remember. Send me a book, Noah.com. And the book is free. We just ask you to cover the shipping, but it's available all, you know, wherever books are sold and, you know, we can ship all around the world. So send me a book, Noah.com and then get millionairebook.com. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> it's amazing Absolutely. that you, you have written so many books and help a lot of people. I, I often believe, you know, everyone has their own journey. They all need their own coach and their own support and guidance, right? I feel, I, I appreciate every single person out there are doing their work and to help someone in their, in a certain way. I'm sure some people would really benefit from your work. Thank you. If uh, you, I, I know you already share a lot of uh, links and uh, your books. Is there any other like uh, uh, platforms if people want to find your service, want to know more about you, any other platform you want to share with our audience? Absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, the best where the best place to go is our main website. It's noahstjohn.com, N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N, just like it sounds, noahstjohn.com. You can check out our online courses, my coaching, one-on-one group coaching. Also, if you want to book me to speak at your conference or your event, that's all there at noahstjohn.com, as well as my books and courses and uh, all, all my social media. You can just basically anywhere, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, just Search for Noah St. John, and that's usually me. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much, Noah, for coming to the podcast and sharing all this wonderful information and your presentation of success with us. My pleasure. 
Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed.